got some inner child stuff going. Two, three, into the fall. Snoop Dogg and Dogg and Dr. Dre is at the door. Ready to make an entrance, so back on up. Cause you know I'm about to rip shit up. Give me that microphone first, so I can bust like a bubble. Compton and Long Beach together, now you know you in trouble. Ain't nothing but a G thing, baby. Too low down, niggas going crazy. Death Row is a label that pays me. Unfeasible, so please don't try to fake this. Back to the lecture at hand. Perfection is perfected, so I'ma let them understand. From a young G's perspective, and before we dig it a bit, you got to find a contraceptive. You never know she could be earning the man. Anyway, so <laughs> awesome. So I just wanted to start a little bit uh, with uh, some playful inner child stuff. Been talking a lot about that lately with the people that I've been working with, and. Um, we talked about this yesterday. I did a whole training on reparenting and why that's so important. And so all day today, um, I've been encouraging people, you to create a playlist about your inner child. And um, let me know if you have. For me, it's 90s hip hop. When I see 90s hip hop, it is all like, you know, I just get back into that zone and so I wanted to encourage you to do that have you made a playlist have you yet made a playlist that resonates with your younger self you know like uh, that's really what I want uh, what I want you to get out of this so far so if you didn't watch yesterday's training on the inner child reparenting why that's important please go back and do that um, there's a lot of new people here I wanted to welcome you if you're here you belong you're in the right place this entire conversation this group is dedicated to the conversation of healing the conversation of taking responsibility the conversation of expanding the space between the stimulus and the response because when I do expand that space between stimulus and response I have capacity to create. <coughs> I have the capacity to create. I have the capacity to be responsible rather than reactive, like my doggies who get very reactive when they have somebody coming at the door. Uh, hey, Sam, what's up? Um, today we're going to talk about past trauma, potentially abuse, and this is a very trigger-happy conversation because most of the time people come to the healing work because of an experience in their past that they feel quite uh, traumatized by. Trauma can be a capital T or a small t. Capital T with physical abuse, sexual abuse, you name it, or small t which is having an experience when your reality really wasn't validated. Constantly there was no emotional um, attunement, uh, there's no soothing, there's no real feeling seen, feeling heard, having your reality validated. There are different variations of the spectrum of trauma. Today I had a session with a young, beautiful young lady who we've been working with over the last couple of months. Laura, you're here. I'm so glad that you're here. And we went through a past event. And this was very interesting to me because she comes from a background in, in, in her um religion where I, I was raised as a Baha'i, she's a Baha'i, and uh, we have a lot in common in that we know a lot of similar people. So she came here for the purpose of healing a 
past event where it was really, you know, un in unfathomable to her. And she's going through a really bitter, nasty divorce, separation, two kids. And she finally reached out because she's like, listen, I'm tired of playing the victim. And please understand, I want you to understand, in a moment where there is an abusive situation going on, that moment there is a perpetrator and then there's the victim. In that moment in time, there's this dynamic entanglement where there's a perpetrator and there's a victim in that moment of entanglement of that event. The problem happens when we have five years later, 10 years later, 20 years later, and we still have the entanglement of the identification of the victimhood and perpetrator. You can't have that story while simultaneously, and this could be with anyone, could be from your uncle, your mother, your father, your ex, your teacher, you name it. We can't have that story while simultaneously desiring freedom, desiring health, desiring abundance, all these amazing things that we all want. And so what I discovered in helping people transform that, I just wanted to tell you, it's going to be a very quick uh, transmission today because I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, present you with what the problem is and what the solution is your mission should you choose to accept it and with the with the full understanding that not everyone will get there in other words not everyone will choose freedom not everyone will choose healing because you must choose between the victim story and your freedom and healing you can't have both you can't have it both ways so I'm going to give you a little bit of uh, a thought to think about. It might be very confronting to you, um, or you've done some deep healing work, and you'll be like, yeah, that's right, Nima, I totally see it 100%, right? Um, OPP and Rump Shaker were on. Yeah, exactly. Totally. I love those. Totally. So <clears throat> uh, Laura had an experience with domestic violence with her with her partner, and for years, she's been trying to trying to ex expand her horizons. Laura, please uh, speak up here. I'd love for you to share what your experience was today after I've given a little bit of background, especially if I've left left it out. Um, I can't wait to share this in our group call on Monday. Um, but essentially, her ex is a Persian guy like me, and it was a big um, challenge for her to enroll to work with us because basically I represented for her everything that she was against you know the patriarchy the you know Persian abusive male right <clears throat> so she resisted doing this work for a very long time because she really wanted to stay angry <laughs> at that she was not she didn't want to stay angry she was stuck no matter what she did spiritually her you know, healing work that she's pretty much tried everything. There was this deep sense of stuckness in her body of that wound, of that pain, of that young woman who was betrayed because of the events that happened. She was abandoned. She was betrayed. There was injustice. All of those things, even though she's trying to pray it out, meditate it out, dance it out, do all the therapies to get it out, she was still resentful. And there was this lack of communication between her and her ex 
And so the work that we've been doing here with the overview method has really expanded and gone deeper to go into the body because I was in a uh, toxic dynamic as well where there was physical uh, altercations that happened. And so it had me, both of us were kind of in our wounded selves. We brought out the worst in one another and no matter how much cognitive work we did to heal it, nothing could actually help us control our emotions in the moment that would escalate to the point where we would both snap and lose consciousness. Hence, this whole healing journey and the whole concept of trigger proof is born. So it was very relevant for me to be able to help her guide through that entire thing from my perspective with full authenticity, you know, full transparency before. So it was a really beautiful moment for me to be able to help guide her through that. But one of the things that we've noticed to help people through um, this kind of thing is very controversial. I presented this idea to someone and, it, and, and here's what it is. This is what it is. The number one secret, the number one secret sauce to helping you heal this is, is the most difficult. Here's what it is. Ready? It's called tactical empathy. Okay, tactical empathy. Okay, let me let me define empathy for you. <clears throat> empathy, let me def define it. If you want to write this down, it would be great. Or somebody just type it out for me. Empathy is describing and demonstrating and understanding the needs, interests, and perspectives of your counterpart without necessarily agreeing. It's not about liking or sympathy in any way. It's empathy, tactical empathy. It's describing and demonstrating and understanding the needs, interests, and perspectives of your counterpart without necessarily agreeing. Okay? Now, check this out. I presented the idea that in order for you to heal from that past wounding, from that person that wronged you, you must cultivate a sense of empathy for them. When I presented this to a self-proclaimed trauma-informed psychotherapist, she lost her shit on me. It was on Instagram. It was a back and forth. She said, absolutely not. That's not trauma-informed. You are not obliged to empathize with your perpetrator or abuser. I thought about that, and she totally resisted that. <clears throat> and I, I had to think about that. I realized what it was. It was that... During an abusive situation, oftentimes you see what they call Stockholm Syndrome. Stockholm Syndrome is what happens when, you know, there's a kidnapper or there's an abuser that's a prolonged period of time. There's kind of an emotional connection that happens between the abused and the abuser and you empathize with them and it's kind of like, when, when I'm saying you must empathize, they think that that's like extremely dangerous because Stockholm syndrome. I get it. What I'm not I'm not talking about Stockholm syndrome. I'm not talking about blind empathy or unconscious empathy towards the person and abandoning yourself. No, 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 no. I'm talking about first empathizing with you. You you must in order for you to set yourself free from the shackles and the bondage of that past trauma from that person who wronged you who hurt you, who betrayed you. You must learn how to empathize with them, but not at the cost of empathizing with yourself. 
In other words, the first step you must learn how to do, and it's not going to be easy, I highly recommend you have a guide walk you through it, which there's very few out there who will do that. Many will just keep promoting the idea of you were a victim, they were wrong, you were right. Let's not look at, at the complexity of this issue. It's just a black or white issue. That's all it is. There's no complexity. You're right, they're wrong. Keep coming back every week. Every week, come back every week telling me this story. Five years down the road, you're not actually healed. Healing means to make whole, to come full circle. And to understand that it's not a black and white issue. There's gray areas, and it's wiser for us to look with non-judgmental eyes from an astronaut's perspective. And when we do, and we first empathize with you in that situation, because chances are the reason why people are so violently against what I'm suggesting is because there's a part of us when we have that thing happen to us, when that abusive situation happens, there's a, there's a small part of our psyche that blames ourselves. There's a small part of our psyche that feels that inherently we deserved it. There's a small part of our psyche, the dark passenger, that says, see, you're unworthy of anything except this kind of treatment. That's there with all of us. And unregulated, that takes over and that contributes to the Stockholm Syndrome. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you take care of that part first and understand, A, it wasn't your fault at all. It wasn't, you are not to blame. This is not about victim blaming, that you are not to blame. It wasn't your fault. And it's wise for us to look at my unconsciousness that brought me into this dynamic entanglement because of my unconsciousness, my self-abandonment, my pleasing at the cost of my own well-being. This is a pandemic. <laughs> this is very common for most of us. My self-abuse, my self-talk, my negative self-talk that this person, this is why we allow ourselves to be in these long-standing situations with people who are harmful to us because they're only mirroring the thoughts we have about ourselves. We teach others how to treat us. Please understand, I'm not justifying abuse. I'm just saying, let's look from the past. Let's look into the past. Let's unpack it. Let's understand it so that when I understand it, understanding is equating to love, understanding myself, my unconsciousness that got me there, my wounding that got me there, so that I can see I'm not to blame. It's not my fault. And the good news is I'm responsible. I'm responsibility, responsibility your ability to respond rather than be reactive. My unconsciousness gets me into the relationships. The first half of our lives is a giant mistake according to James Hollis. So we get into these unconscious relationships and we act out these dynamics that were modeled throughout our lives from our primary caregivers. That's not my fault. My unconsciousness got me there. Once I acknowledge that and then I turn and empathize with myself in that situation. We took her to the scene. We got her to see empathy towards herself. Because in that moment, she's already judged, abandoned, blamed, and shamed herself. We go and see empathy towards that. All of a sudden, there's a softening towards herself. Once she fully empathizes towards herself, she then sees that, oh my God, it wasn't my fault. It wasn't even about me. Oh my gosh. I was, I was, 
threatening his very core being. Holy crap. I was behaving in ways that he was incredibly threatened. That's why, like, he wasn't a monster. He was just a little boy. Now, please understand, I'm not justifying poor behavior. I'm saying the future hasn't been written yet, but the past already has. And the past has determined that I was involved in that dynamic. And if I want to prevent this from ever happening again and maybe helping other people learn, I'm going to look and see what was my level of unconsciousness that helped be part of the step of the dance of entanglement in there and own that part. Of course, he's got his part. Absolutely. His unconsciousness, his his unhealed wounds, his daddy issues, which is what it was about. She started looking and going, holy shit, he had some severe daddy issues. And what came up and what I was demanding of him was basically threatening the core of his being. Of course he lost his shit. Now, it doesn't mean he should just justify hurting you. No, not at all. I'm just saying you're going from a place of holy crap, I'm a victim to a monster to holy shit. He was a little boy with unhealed wounds. So was I. I brought up the worst of that. Of that, I attacked the fiber of his being unconsciously. I lost my shit. He lost his shit. We were in a dynamic that was completely toxic. And here was the best part. I never really wanted to be in that situation in the first place. I was set free. I was set free. It set me free. And she was like, he fucking set me free. I got to leave a relationship I didn't want to be in with kids without any guilt. Now, this isn't a justification. This is turning a victim story into power. And all of a sudden, this anger and resentment towards a monster that I've given power to You've now diminished their power and expanded yours just with that shift of awareness. And then we got her to go back and really love on her younger self that went through it and say, listen, I see you. I know exactly what you're going through. You wanted out. You got the out you wanted. He's not a monster. He's a little boy. You challenged the fiber, every fiber of his being. You, he was scared. He was terrified. And now she was able to empath after she empathized with herself, she's then able to empathize with that monster. And all of a sudden, who's the father of her kids anyway, these two are going to end up at their children's wedding head table. Whether they're talking or not, they're going to be there. You might as well take on the healing. That's, that's why I think, Laura, you are a hero. Because you are the one that chose to take this on, to heal yourself, to heal your anxiety, to heal those wounds, to transform that relationship so your children can now break that cycle and grow in an environment where they both feel safe. And it, can, it only happened at the other side of empathizing with the other person that you, that you found as your perpetrator, but not at the cost of you. First, empathizing with you. That's the last step. I'm not saying go there right away. That is Stockholm Syndrome. Then otherwise, that would be Stockholm Syndrome. I'm not suggesting that. A key step is missing in most of those 
those people. That's part of what we do in the overview experience. That's part of the overview method. You've been listening to the Trigger Proof Podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger proof doesn't mean trigger less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're curious and inspired to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery or the Overview Experience. And a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. Method is by first turning everything onto you and completely empathizing with all the parts of you that didn't ask for it, um, wasn't your fault, uh, through no fault of your own, through complete unconsciousness was there, you empathize and you go, oh man, I totally see you. And once you've done that reparenting, which is a skill in and of itself, which you're wise to really learn to master, suddenly, all of a sudden, she can scoop her up and then look at her ex and go, holy crap, I empathize with that guy, but not at the cost of myself. I hold myself in high esteem first and now I look and I go, oh shit, we were in a dynamic. I was part of the dynamic. I was part of the dance. It was exactly what I had to go through at the time to wake me up to my own power that I didn't really see at the time. Boom, she nailed it. And now Laura says, empathizing with your perpetrator, I learned today, once you are fully embodied and regulated within yourself, once and only until you are truly connected within your wounded self, this seems to be the beginning of release to be able to empathize with your wounded perpetrator from your higher self. Freedom begins there. Thank you, Laura. Thank you for, thank you for, for doing the work. Because this whole victim story, that's what you reached out. You're like, I'm tired of playing the victim. I'm like, you, you can heal from that, but not at the cost of abandoning you, not from Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> And that's why there was so much resistance to what I suggested. That's why there was so much resistance to what I suggested because <clears throat> to empathize with your perpetrator is akin to Stockholm Syndrome according to the psychotherapists because they don't know about this level of work. And I'm not saying them that they're wrong. I'm just saying that um, you're not fully healed if you hold on to that story. Laura, can you share the difference? And I didn't get here, and there is a possibility that through my anger, rage, or resentment, I myself could have become abusive towards others. Ooh, damn. See, that's called growth. That's called healing. Tactical empathy, first empathize with yourself, then with your perpetrator. They were wounded children themselves. Exactly. And now, I'm not suggesting you go and do that, Gail, without proper guidance and support. I'm just saying that's how you do it. This is, we, it's reproducible. We've helped people 
uh, one, for example, Shamila is one of our uh, peeps that worked with same thing with her partner. She had a restraining order on him and through this work healed that relationship, uh, connected with her son who she hadn't spoken to seven years because the son went with the ex-husband and now dropped the restraining order and they have a very uh, cohesive co-parenting relationship uh, for, for five children. So it's very powerful and it's revolutionary and it's highly triggering and it's highly controversial. And I was accused of not being trauma informed by a psychotherapist for suggesting something so harmful. And I understand it's harmful if you abandon yourself to empathize with that other person. What I'm saying is empathy is the healer. Empathy, tactical empathy, which let me let me say it again. Empathy is describing and demonstrating and understanding the needs, interests, and perspectives of your counterpart without necessarily agreeing. We don't have enough of that. It's not about liking or sympathy in any way. Notice how we have very little of that these days, especially during in COVID pandemic times. We have zero empathy. The question is, are you able to hold an opposing thought and still be okay with you and are you still able to are you able to disagree with someone and be in the same room as them or does that irk the shit out of you because you're so wounded and you need to be right because you haven't learned how to validate yourself when you fully validate yourself you emotionally mature you don't need to be seen by the other person you don't need to be validated you don't need the apology does that make sense? This is true growth, true freedom. So if this is interesting to you and you're ready to delve in deeply, I'm, I'm really excited. So, so many of you are already signed up for the, um, for the breathwork and badassery. What, what are we doing? We're doing inner child meditation. We're doing breathwork because you're going to have to return back to the younger parts of you you've abandoned. Because if you don't, you're going to constantly be waiting for some hero to do it for you and nothing will really work. Can you empathize with that one that you once thought was your perpetrator? If you can't, you can't be free because if you can't, you're always the victim and it's always about you. But when you can, all of a sudden you realize it wasn't about you. Their behavior wasn't about you. It was about themselves. It was about their wounds. It was about their fears. Whatever you brought up in them, it was about their inability to control their own physiology because of whatever you brought up in them. And when you look at it that way, you're like, oh shit, I'm not actually a victim. I was involved in a dance that I was perfectly entangled with that needed to happen at the time to help awaken me from my unconscious sleep to find where my power actually is. I've seen this reproducible person after person who's done 20 years of therapy will come into this process and within weeks of practice and understanding of these tools and methodologies, all of a sudden now feel freedom. Laura, do you feel like, how do you feel right now within your body? Laura, how do you feel right now? Now looking back on that story, that you were taught making out about your 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 ex-husband like because now like basically there's still a legal thing going on she's basically saving tens of thousands of dollars in legal fees 
by taking on this healing work, never mind helping her own anxiety, never mind having her kids, um, never mind having her herself feel safer in her own body, never mind her being able to trust love again, never mind her to be able to create like a healthy experience for her children without them being involved in that emotional warfare between the two of you and them feeling it. You don't think that the kids actually feel it. They fucking do. 100% they do. So it's really powerful when you make that a priority. And I really want to encourage you to join us. If you haven't already, I'm just going to drop the link. We have breathwork and badassery coming up. It's going to be a lot of fun here. There it is. Let me just drop it in the comment section here for you. <clears throat> I'm dropping it in here. It's on Sunday, and we do an inner child meditation, dropping in then to an hour of conscious connected breathing. It's not the, hey, Kelly, I see you. It's not the holotropic <laughs> breathing, which can sometimes dysregulate you and throw you off. I've, I've experienced it. I've seen it. This is a very relaxed and gentle dropping in it's lower it slows down your brain waves it allows any old traumas or feelings that you've been kind of holding in to move through your body and you feel completely regulated afterwards and we have sharing um, we have people literally all over the world from New Zealand to Dubai and everything in between uh, Singapore as well like um, it's a really neat uh, group and I'd love for you to join us. And I give a little intro on basics and fundamentals of inner child work. That's really what we're doing here. Climbing up this mountain of creating secure attachments by healing the wounds from within, by, by, by healing ourselves. Everything that you want out of your life comes on the other side of healing yourself by self-healing. So I'm grateful to be able to lead a community of self-healers. You're here in this community because you're interested in self-healing. If you have any questions, I can drop a training about that specific thing. Today's topic was, I, I admit, a little bit triggering, a little bit spicy. Um, it helps anyone out there. This is very nuanced work, and so you have to be guided through it. So hard to explain in writing. This is about every single layer of trauma, empathy within the right boundaries, leaving victimhood without rejecting or denying your experience. It happened, but what happens next if you can move on? This mind-blowingly uncomfortable and new unknown a new and unknown but freeing guys 13 years of dealing with this in a month the strides towards freedom are huge Laura thank you for letting me share your story um, it was beautiful we recorded it I'm gonna send you the not 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 public you get the recording Laura and I would love to make this be part of your documentary or a documentary because this is gonna change the conversation of healing we have a Mass hysteria of people out there who are stuck in their knock back in their wounds and are waiting for mommy and daddy to rescue them. And the work that we're doing here is just encouraging people to become the hero of their own journey. Finding guides along the path, but stop looking for heroes outside of you. You are the hero. Grateful that you're on this conversation with me. If you have any questions, let me know. If you haven't watched my training on becoming trigger proof uh, and you're new, you're just uh, tuning in just write in the comment section I want the training I'm gonna send it to you and give you a promo code that makes it free for you it's 90 minutes of walking you through the whole process let me know if you want to watch it everybody in this community I want you to get this info so it's a free training and drop in the dropped in the comment section right now join us next week it's only 20 bucks joining us for breathwork and badassery on zoom 
It's powerful. It will change your life if you've never done it. See you at the next perfect time.